guys, welcome back to the Talk Nasty to Me podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Nasty. How is it going? I have missed you guys. I am proud of myself because when I did need a break, I took a break and that's something that I have been working on and I feel like I've been getting better at it. So anyway, hi again. I've missed you. How are we? Great. Good to hear. Okay, time to talk about me. So you probably already read the title of this podcast, which is uh, Money Guilt, because guess what? I have severe money guilt, (laughs) and I have not heard anyone talking about money guilt, what it is, what it does to you, uh, how terrible it can be on the psyche, um, and growing up, how it affects you long term. I honestly don't know if I've ever really touched on this other than a TikTok that I recently made, but... I would love to dive more deep into it and if you guys know anyone who has talked about it in like a YouTube video or a podcast, I would love to give it a listen because I would love to feel like I am being understood and heard a little bit more. But first, before we talk about the money guilt, let's talk about the nostalgia that hit me last night so hard, like literally like it was like a 200 pound weight was just sitting on my chest um, and I could not move and it was absolutely terrible. Um, I have had really, really bad nostalgia recently. Um, And I I made an episode about this recently about why do I romanticize old times in my life, but this was me romanticizing good times in my life. This was romanticizing and missing times of my life so horribly. And I don't mean to get negative on the podcast whatsoever because I think it does have a happy ending to it. But um, last night, I, it it really just hit me hard. I was talking to some friends who I haven't talked to in a long time who, you know, are from my hometown. How unprofessional of me to have my notifications on. So sorry. Um, This isn't a professional podcast if you guys couldn't already tell. So I was talking to some friends and it, it was like this weight just like hit me. It felt similar to how I felt Like, my life felt like it was going back in a more homey direction. Like, yes, I've been home for the last year, but it felt like I was so much at home because I've missed these people so much in my life. And I I couldn't handle it. I couldn't take it. Um, And so I... (laughs) It all started really, truly, like... You know, you guys know the song, What You Know by Two Door Cinema Club? Oh, Oh, my God. I heard that song and it like ruined me. I'm pretty sure I heard it on TikTok or something. It literally felt like I got shot (laughs) and I just like had to like heal over and just cry about it because it hurt me so bad because I miss these memories with my friends so goddamn much and I, I hope that I can live them out, you know, this this summer, I'm hoping I get my second vaccine next Monday, which I'm so excited about. My mom got her second vaccine yesterday. Um, and I'm hoping that I I can, you know, live some sort of like normalcy. I mean, I guess we'll see how everything goes and what they recommend and, you know, all of that. But I really have not spent time with any friends at all this last year. Like, and it, I think it finally hit me. Um, I've been seeing a lot of people, you know, tweeting about it, like that the, a year in quarantine is hitting them. And I was like, no, not me. Like, I'm doing okay still. Like, I think I'm doing all right. And then it just hit me all at once. And I was like, I miss my friends. I miss this. The reason that What You Know by Two Door Cinema Club really, really hurt me uh, was, I don't know if he's going to listen to this episode, but my friend Jonathan and his brother would 
always always play that song like that was their song and once they told me that that was their song like in the car to always blast it it just like made me think of them all the time and so we would you know we would play it in the car sometimes and just go crazy and I just miss that so terribly and another thing that really really hit me was the fact that I am now four years later um outside of ending high school if that makes sense like this summer will be now four years since the summer before college if that makes sense which anyone who has gone to college knows how how that feeling it's it's very distinct like the summer before college always feels very very bittersweet and I had an amazing summer before college. I had amazing friends. I had an amazing time. And that's when I met my boyfriend and we were going on dates. And it just feels so, like, strange now. I, I'm home again. I was never expecting that I would be back here at home four years later. I thought, I don't know, I'd be doing something cooler. <laughs> but I I, I'm, I am happy that I'm actually home because it feels like kind of like a part two, perhaps. Uh, the summer before I... I guess start my life. I don't know. I've already started my life, but um, I don't know. Just really, really hit me hard. And I was telling a friend about it, and I was like, "I'm just really sad tonight." And he's like, "Why?" I said, "Well, you know the song What You Know' by Two Door Cinema Club." He's like, "Ah, yeah, the early 2010s, all pop nostalgia. It just hits you in the gut." And I was like, "Yep." And I think I'm starting to feel like irrational and just making weird. Uh, decisions kind of not decisions but more so I feel like I've been very irrational and weird the past couple weeks um because I think I'm spending a little bit too much time inside like a week will pass and I'm like I haven't left my house at all like at all because I'm just like oh gotta work oh gotta edit oh gotta when I clearly have time to go outside to go for a walk go to the store like I can do these things um and so that's a new goal of mine but I literally, someone didn't answer my text last night for a few hours and I convinced myself wholeheartedly that this person is pissed at me, I lost a friend, I fucked up and every single scenario was like running through my head. I don't normally do that. I don't think my friends hate me. I don't normally think like that. Um, that's, uh, luckily, I know a lot of people suffer with that where they think that all their friends hate them. I don't think that. I think every stranger hates me, that every acquaintance hates me, that every person who I went to high school with that I don't know on a personal level hates me, that every person from college that I don't know on a personal level hates me. Like, that's how my brain works. But now suddenly I was feeling like this very long-term friend hates me because they just didn't respond to my text for a few hours. And then it was all fine. They responded. And I was like, oh, Yep, I was being irrational, as all my friends were telling me. They were like, Nicole, you're you're acting very, very, um, you're overthinking things. And I agree. I really do agree. Um, so I think I need to go out more. <laughs> I think I need to go outside. But I try to internalize, like, why am I, uh, you know, so nostalgic? And maybe I said this before, but I, I don't remember because my memory has been so terrible, which is really heartbreaking because I used to have very pristine, crisp, memory and it breaks my heart that I no longer have that I'm hoping that it's just from quarantine went to the doctor she's like take more b12 I was like I already do take a b12 and then I said I'm taking an omega-3 but I'm not noticing any differences and it does make me really sad because at first it was short-term memory loss but now it's like long-term memory loss um 
and it makes me feel like a shitty person because I don't want people to think I'm not paying attention or I don't know very important details about their life, but I, I quite literally cannot remember. Um, and I don't think something is like seriously wrong with me. I'm hoping it's just, like I said, quarantine. A lot of people have developed insane things over quarantine, you know, with their health. So I'm hoping it's just from that. Because if not, I will double up on my omega-3, okay? It's like an ongoing joke now between Jake and I about omega-3. I just stopped referring to Jake as my, you guys know who Jake, I would hope that you guys know who Jake is, but um, my boyfriend, obviously. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so um, I'm like, I like to think that I'm so nostalgic because I have no new memories to form. I, I have not formed a new memory, a new a new time in my life in so long. And then it, it, it made me realize why a lot of YouTubers fail. Um, maybe fail is the wrong word, but why so many YouTubers get burnt out or people become less interested in them once they just like move to LA and become full-time YouTubers. And that's because they, they, they no longer have experiences that are unique to them anymore because everything is surrounded around content. And once you run out of real life experiences and memories, uh, what do you talk about? You know what I mean? It's like the same ongoing thing over and over and over again. And I understand that is kind of happening to me. I mean, I didn't move to LA for it to happen to me, but I certainly am losing memories and things to talk about. Like people are like, give us more story times. So I'm like, guys, I, I don't have any more stories. I have not lived life in a very long time. I don't have new stories and memories to share. I, and to be honest, now I can't even remember them. So, it's getting to be tough and I'm trying to navigate how I can still, I, creating content isn't really a hard thing for me. I, I think I have a good sense of creating new content um, of like new ideas and everything, even if they don't like perform as well, like as long as I'm happy with them, that's awesome. And if you guys like them, that's cool. Um, but I can definitely understand now why a lot of YouTubers and people don't really, you know, like to watch people who their all their experiences and and life revolves around their work and that can be very frustrating so I think that's happening to me in a sense just that I have no new memories to form so all I can do is cling on to the past and cling on to early 2010 all pop and can just cry about it uh, and that's basically it but I promise, guys, I'm doing okay. I'm doing a lot better than I was last night. I was so terribly sad last night. And I was like, God, I miss everything. I was literally texting all my friends. I was like, I miss you. I miss these times. I hope I can see you soon. And I think I think things are on the up. So I'm very, very hopeful. However, let's talk about money guilt. A much, much lighter topic, right? A, a lot, something much, much happier and lighter. Ah, uh, uh, money guilt. <laughs> So, like I said, I don't think I've heard anyone talk about this issue, but it's something that I've had very, very, very hard. And before I used to think that it was decision-making problems, which I think I also have a problem with uh, sometimes, but I've gotten a whole lot better at. I try not to ask people around me for their opinions or their advice unless I truly feel like I need it. But back then, I literally used to ask my friends and my family about making spending choices and being like do you think that this is okay and I would think on it so hard so 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 hard I'm the type of person who can't buy things 
um, unless it's like put under review for a very long time to the point where by the time that I actually build up the courage to buy it, I'm like either no longer interested or it's no longer on sale or free shipping is no longer available or I have no need for it anymore. Um, and that happens a lot to me. And I think I realize it's a lot less about the whole like indecisiveness of me, but more so about the money guilt in me. I can't spend money. I have a really, really, really hard time with it. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but hauls are not a thing on my channel. Uh, I don't think that they ever will be, honestly, but spending money as a kid was like a big no-no. Um, and I think I just, it's just happened. Um, now when I kind of talk to my mom about this, she's like, oh my god, I don't want people to think that I like deprived you of like your needs or necessities. I'm like, absolutely not. However, growing up with an, a single mom and growing up seeing financial struggles, growing up through, you know, the 2012, right? 2012? No, was it 2008? Oh my god. Ooh, this is bad of me. The recession. Growing up through that time, see, no memory, omega-3. Uh, growing up through that time and seeing people financially struggle, I wasn't one to ask for things. But I also grew up in the era of watching YouTubers and hauls. And so I wanted these things, obviously, but I couldn't, I couldn't obtain them. So they seem like a very, very huge luxury to me whatever it may be even if it's something that doesn't seem like such a luxury but it seemed like every everything that required a lot of money spending or even a little bit of money spending seemed like a luxury to me so then I finally got my first job at 15 and I earned my first paycheck and I think my first paycheck was $30. I think that's what it was. And I remember all I ever wanted was this one, I think it was by the brand Sonics, and it was a cactus case for my phone. That's all I ever wanted. So I bought this cactus case, and it was amazing, and I was like so proud of myself. I was like, this is what I work for. This is what I, I get my money for. And after that, I like never spent my money. Like it was very, very, very rare. However, it, money turned me off so much that I like am scared to check my bank account. Like similar to how I used to feel like when I would check my grades on the computer, I would get like this like weird like gut feeling. I get that way with my bank account. I don't even want to look at it because I don't even want to deal with it. The whole like spending, uh, savings account like whole thing in my bank account it was practically like non-existent because I would just keep everything all in one place because I was like this is all my savings like this is practically all my savings I I don't feel the need to separate them because I'm not going to spend it regardless and you would think that oh this is a good thing Nicole like this is a good thing that you're being wise with your money from a young age like you're being really really smart financially no <laughs> no 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 because it turned me into a cheap little bitch from a very young age. So much so to the point that I started viewing food and necessities as luxury items rather than a need. And this was really, really hard in college, especially because I would go to the grocery store and be like, I, I don't deserve this. I don't need this. How can I maneuver my way into not doing this? It got to a point where I stopped eating gluten-free. My allergy, I'm literally allergic to gluten because, okay, it's a little bit of a rundown. I found out I had a gluten sensitivity in the eighth grade, so I was gluten-free for a very long time. 
I think senior year of high school, I ate gluten by accident. Nothing happened to me. Um, and so I was like, oh, I'm going to continue eating it. And then I was like, this is great because, you know, I'll go to college and I could just be vegan and it won't be that difficult for me to be vegan and gluten-free. Well, then I started having problems with my stomach again and my mom was like, you really should not be eating gluten. But in my head, I was like, no, this is going to be such a huge financial burden on myself because I'm not going to be asking my parents for money. At least, I don't know about you guys, but in college, like, I didn't get money from my parents. Like, I didn't get money sent. Like, I had some friends who had, actually, let's just talk about that later. Let's, let's just push that off for a second. But I didn't get money sent to me. Like, I had some friends who had money sent to them for Ubers, food, whatever. That's awesome, but that just wasn't my family and I's relationship with money. I had a job. I worked at Chipotle still, so whatever I had saved up, like, that was my money to spend and do whatever I please with. Um, And then later on when I was in college, I, well, I, since the beginning, I actually worked at Chipotle once every three weeks so that I could maintain tuition reimbursement and then I had like grants and scholarships and that kind of stuff um and then towards the end of college I ended up paying for all of my tuition myself and my apartment and all that kind of stuff so towards the end of college I was pretty much fully financially independent and then I kind of reverted back to living at home and now I'm not independent in the sense that I don't pay for living here but anyway back to my point I didn't get money sent to me so I decided I can't be gluten-free and vegan in college, uh, even though this is what is best for my health and my body, even though I cannot be eating gluten, because it would be too much of a financial burden on myself, um, so I'm just not going to do it. I literally ruined my stomach lining because I was too dumb to care about my health enough, and even though I could afford to spend a few extra dollars on gluten-free pasta and gluten-free bread, even though I could afford it, and even though my school did offer it from time to time, gluten-free options and stuff, I still didn't do it. And that's fucked up of me. Like, I should not be putting myself through health issues because I am like, no, I can't afford it, even though I can because I'm too scared of spending that money. That's weird. I, I shouldn't be doing that to myself. So going off the thing of people spending or people getting money from their parents, I lived in the most bougiest apartment my freshman year of college because they had access to a kitchen. And so because of my food allergies, the dining hall didn't have that many vegan options. Um, I knew that this was worth it because of, well, at least I did one good financial thing for myself, which was spending money on a more expensive dorm so that I could have a kitchen because they only, this was the only dorm that had access to it. So I had my own kitchen that I was able to cook my meals, my little vegan meals and stuff because my college would sometimes have say that they have vegan options and then they would have pork in it. So very strange. But anyway, that's really besides the point. (laughs) But through that time, I got to know a lot of rich kids from areas that I didn't even know existed in Pennsylvania. I'm not very well versed in Pennsylvania outside of my county, okay? I just started discovering the more, you know, suburban areas of Philadelphia that are bougie as fuck. And I had friends and people I met who came from very, very different places. I'm talking about people whose parents had planes at their house, like they had their own, what's it called? Not airport, obviously, but their own personal like landing port or whatever for the planes, had planes and helicopters at their home. Um, 
I visited one of my rich friends at her house for the first time. She invited me to spend the weekend and come visit. And when I tell you I started driving through the neighborhood and the area and I was like, oh shit, I I didn't know she was this kind of rich. Like I knew she had a little bit of money, but this is not what I expected. I'm talking about like the CVSs looked like cottages. The all of the car dealerships in the area were like Porsche and Mercedes and they too looked like cottages. I'm talking about a very specific like aesthetic. If you guys come from a or know of a very bougie wealthy area, you know that they make all the surrounding stores a certain like look and aesthetic. Like when their Rite Aid looks like a cottage, that's how you know you're in a really rich area. My CVSs and Rite Aids look like CVSs and Rite Aids, okay? And how was I supposed to know that these people were rich? You know what I mean? I pull up to the house and I'm like, oh, I don't belong here. I don't belong here. Their dogs were like purebred show dogs. Um, Their home was immaculate and beautiful. When it was time for us to like go leave the house and hang out, my friend's like, which car do I take today? The Mini Cooper or the Jeep? And I'm like, holy shit. (laughs) And my car at the time was a Kia Sportage, which I thought was a great car. It is a great car. But I just, it really, really like made me realize that I was living a very different life than a lot of my friends at college. And the life that I lived that weekend was so fucking weird. Like going out to lunch at these fancy places and pretending that I am this upper class American for just a weekend so that I could fit in with her family. Very, very uh, strange and not like myself. And if anything, it instilled even more money guilt because I was like, oh shit, I gotta save every penny I have because I am not in in this type of position whatsoever. Um, And a lot of these friends would get money sent to them, um, like at college, like they would get an allowance, a weekly allowance of like a few hundred dollars. And then, you know, they're like, oh, well, the Uber is just through my parents' card. And so, they would scam their friends. I've seen this discourse happen on, on TikTok quite a lot. But these what these friends would do is they would offer to, to take an Uber somewhere. So like let's say we took an Uber to a restaurant. We would take the Uber and then they would Venmo request you. Now, the money for the Uber trip was through their parents' card, meaning that my friend is not paying for anything. Hey, I don't expect at all that my friend is, you know, that my friend's parents should pay for the Uber. Unless, like, my friend and her parents offer, I'm not going to be accepting a free Uber ride by any means. However, what these people would do, and this isn't just, like, a one-person scenario. Like, this happens a lot. This happens at many, many, many... It's an it's an upper-class kind of thing. These people would Venmo request you and then pocket the money themselves. So, basically, it's, like, they're never returning that money to their parents. They're just taking in that money themselves. Like, they made money off of me, my ride with them. Um, and that that was always just weird and shady and whatever. So, anyway, uh, I, I just could never relate to that whole thing. Like, oh yeah, we can get dinner. It's on my daddy's card. Like, I thought that kind of shit was in the movies. No, it's real fucking life. <laughs> it's real life. And that was a really tough pill for me to swallow and I just always refer to my mom to this 
experience and everything. I'm like, oh yeah, my, my rich friends back in here. Or, I mean, I'm not really even friends with these people anymore, but that has nothing to do with the fact that they're rich. <laughs> That's a completely other story. So, I now have a really big issue with spending my money, even though I now have a financially stable, good-paying job of being a content creator. And I never thought that I would get myself into this position. When I got the one of my first videos to ever get like really, really big, I would cry on the couch every single night looking at the AdSense revenue just like go up every single night because prior to that, I wasn't making that much money off of AdSense for the few months that I was doing it. The first few days of this video going like viral, I was just crying crying constantly being like I'm so grateful for this I will never stop being so grateful for this this is more money that I could have ever imagined in my entire life ever and even then having this money I still didn't feel like I could spend it it didn't feel like my money a little bit of imposter syndrome a little bit of feeling like I don't deserve it but it started to feel a little bit more freeing as time went on um, because then I could afford my own apartment and I didn't have to keep being an RA in order for a free place to live. Like I was able to sublet an apartment and pay rent and that felt awesome. That felt amazing. And it, because it was a necessity, I was like, okay, I do need to pay this, but it's okay. It's going to be worth it. Um, and then, you know, as my career kind of grew and I graduate college, it still didn't get any better with the whole spending money thing. It still didn't get better in the sense that I feel like I can spend money on myself. I have no problem spending money on other people. I have no issue with it. I will gladly help my friends out or, you know, pay for something or buy them gifts. I love gift giving and I love that so much, but when it comes to myself, I don't feel like I deserve it. I don't feel like I'm worth it. So, I'm working on getting better with that. The other day, I decided to have a little me day. I posted about it on my TikTok and my Instagram. And I decided to drive an hour away to go to Trader Joe's because that's the closest Trader Joe's to me. I decided to get food for myself, get my favorite like vegan food. Um, I decided to get like my favorite drink. Like I decided to doing to do all these things alone just because I was having a really rough week and I was like, I just need some alone time. And I quickly, <laughs> I got a migraine. I literally got a migraine and I, I'm trying to decide like what it's coming from. It's not from my jaw pain. I can tell you that. Um, I got Botox in my jaw. I don't even know how long it's been to be completely honest. It's been maybe like two months, I think. I don't know. I have no perception of time anymore. I used to be really good about these kinds of things. But I got Botox a little while ago in my jaw, in my master muscle, because I was constantly grinding my teeth, clenching my jaw. It was getting so bad and I was getting migraines from it. I don't have that anymore. Like talking now on this podcast, it does not give me a single problem. Before I used to get headaches from this kind of stuff, like talking for a long period of time, no issue whatsoever. I don't feel like I grind my teeth at all. However, I did take a nap in the middle of the day yesterday, which is how you know I really was not feeling that great. And I was biting my tongue super hard. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But regardless, um, I don't think that my migraine came from my jaw. I'm really thinking that it came from stress, to be honest. And I could feel it like the music was just getting too loud. I was like, it, it wasn't even loud. And I was like, not feeling so good. Everything felt like unreal. It felt like everything was just like fake around me. My eyes started to get bloodshot. 
I felt terrible and I was like, I feel like I'm going to pass out in the parking lot. Um, I didn't, thankfully, but I was so close to asking my parents if they could drive an hour and pick me up um, because it was getting so bad. Um, And thankfully, I didn't have to do that. I literally just like downed caffeine and I was like, please help me, like hydrating, eating a bunch of carbs, drinking caffeine to try and help it. It helped it a bit. I didn't work until I slept it off, but shit sucks because even on a day that I am trying to just like literally go for necessities, which is groceries, I felt still shitty and I was just like, damn it, is this like secretly money guilt creeping up on me? I don't know about that. However, I'm trying to get better at the whole idea of doing things for myself, like a nice like little day for myself and it's okay to spend some money on myself to get food. It's okay to spend money on myself to get my favorite fucking Starbucks drink that I never get Starbucks, but like I was just like, it's okay to do this. Like it's fine. You're not hurting anyone. You're literally just, and if anything, it's good that you're doing this because you are becoming a better person yourself and thus being a better person to the people around you by taking a day to yourself, by being alone an hour away. Um, this past week, I actually have a vlog of it, which will be going up soon, but I vlogged my day where I kind of showed what I did in a day. I was a little YouTuber after college, whatever. And I had a phone call with a business manager slash accountant. He's not mine, but I did just have a call with him and stuff with my manager. And the entire call, I felt like such an idiot. You'll see in the vlog, I literally like cried afterwards. I felt so stupid talking to these people because I felt like I was so unworthy. I felt like I didn't belong. I felt like a child. And it's weird because I'm expected to be this grown adult who can manage her finances and gets paid big girl money, yet I still am making content for young people. And it just felt like so not me on this call. It just felt so weird. And I know that these are necessary things I have to do. Like, I have to pay my fucking taxes. I have to do these things. But I don't feel like I'm prepared for it. I don't feel like I'm ready. Even though I took a class with my professor was a financial advisor and I took this whole class on managing money and investing for your future, I still felt like I wasn't worthy or I wasn't it wasn't enough. Um, and I had a call earlier on in the week with a financial advisor and that was really helpful and this person was close to my age and he was awesome and everything. However, throughout the entire call, once again, I just felt like such a baby. I was like, God, I I don't feel like this is real money that I'm playing with. I don't feel like all this money that I had saved up and everything, it, I, it doesn't feel like mine to spend. It doesn't feel like it. And I've been trying to, I've been trying to treat myself more, <laughs> not just like having me days, but I've been telling myself like, okay, Nicole, you're out of your favorite makeup products. It's okay. You can go on Ulta's website and buy this makeup. Guys, when I tell you that it takes me fucking hours to buy the facial cleanser that I always buy that I love and I have used before and I know it works great for my skin and I have to sit there and decide if it's worth it financially because it's like 20 bucks and I'm like oh, I don't know if I want to drop 20 bucks on this facial cleanser like I don't know if I deserve it I don't know if it's if it's worth it I, I don't know and I will sit for hours debating reading other reviews for cheaper products that and it's not even like a a 
financially conscious kind of decision that I'm trying to make. It's purely out of guilt. It's purely out of feeling like I don't deserve it. I'm not worth it. I I shouldn't be spending my money. This isn't my money to spend. You are still this young child and you need to be asking other people for permission if you, they think it's a good idea. Like, I should not be calling my friends and being like, guys, do you think I should buy this facial cleanser that I always use and that I always buy? Like, I should not be doing that. I, I should not. And being transparent with you guys, <laughs> I got put recently this week, I got put on an anti-feminist video uh, because of my recent video about sexual harassment and sexual assault. And it's a video titled, I Hate Men. And of course, uh, you know, the anti-feminists have found it. And don't worry, I've been blocking users and stuff. I, I'm not affected by mean comments whatsoever. Um, but... <laughs> someone commented that I am a sheltered person my whole life and just look at my skin and look at my room it clearly screams upper class I, from my understanding I don't think that they were speaking of my race whatsoever I think they were quite literally talking about me having clear skin and my room I love that I am deceiving the people by thinking that I am upper class or that my house is upper class um, with my skin in my room being completely transparent, uh, I love the transparency of other content creators being with their money and everything because money should not be such a taboo topic. But for me, it is. For me, like, money is a very taboo topic and very, very, because of my own insecurities and my own money guilt issues that I'm working through and all of that. Um, but I'm not upper class. I, I don't make that kind of YouTube money just yet. <laughs> I'm not an upper class person, nor is my family nor is anyone in my family, um, and, and my house is certainly not upper class. However, God, Curology is going to have a field day when they hear that people think that my skin is upper class, <laughs> like, that, that because I, I am an upper class individual, that my, that's why my skin is clear. They're going to have a field day with that, like, imagine their next ad is going to be, like, get rich looking skin, <laughs> no, but, um, no, my, my room, uh, if, if twinkle lights and plants make my room look upper class, God, my mom is excited to hear it. Um, and no, I, I just am not an upper class American, but I'm very honored that these people think I am. So thank you, anti-feminist. But um, with that being said, I still am having difficulties treating myself, buying nice things for myself. I thrift um, all my clothes, which I think a lot of people should be doing rather than, you know, buying new things. I don't remember the last time I bought a new piece of clothing. Maybe jeans. I think I bought brand new jeans because it's just sometimes difficult for me to find my size. Um, but no, I think we should all be a little bit more conscious when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like, I've been seeing a lot of things lately about people posting, like, $500 Shein hauls, and they're like, well, no consumption is ethical under capitalism. And it's like, right, I understand that. Like, if you can't afford clothing, um, you know, if, if that's a really big issue for you and and you want to buy from Shein because they're cheap. I understand that. However, if you're blowing a thousand dollars at Shein, you don't really have an excuse there. Like these people who are posting these massive, huge Shein hauls, like that's a whole other story, which maybe one day I'll make a podcast episode about. But with that money, you could have at least tried to spend it towards a more ethical, conscious company. Um, but that that's like a thing that I really, really struggle with is 
buying even clothing for myself. Like I will outgrow the clothing that I have because either I gained weight or whatever the case may be and I will still have an immense issue with buying clothes. Um, I've talked about this so many times but it still fucking gets to me. Like out of my entire time on YouTube, this is really something that has gotten to me. But it was one time when I was posting about how I wanted to get rid of a lot of my clothes, mainly because a lot of it was stuff that I had since like middle school and I do not fit. I'm not the same size that I was in middle school by any means. Um, And this person messaged me and was like, that's so like irresponsible. Like that's what all YouTubers do. They just get rid of their clothes and they go on a huge like clothing shopping spree haul. And while I understand their frustration... I am a real human being and if you think that DMing me and that I won't see that kind of stuff, like, I I probably will. Um, And I responded to this person, I was like, hey, like, that's not what I'm planning on doing. Like, I definitely want to sell some of these clothes on Depop if I feel like they are able to be sold on Depop. Uh, A lot of the clothes that I get rid of, I actually send to family in Poland. Um, A lot of my immigrant parents' listeners will understand this very much so like we will get a big ass box and ship it like twice a year to Poland and uh where I will donate it or if it's something that is unable to be given to someone else then throwing out so I was like I'm not doing that I'm not gonna go on a clothing haul or shopping spray I'm not getting a whole brand new closet it's not one of those things I just I'm trying to get rid of some old clothing like why are you automatically assuming the worst of me and this person got angry at me and whatever and blocked me <laughs> but this person apparently went to my college too so that's kind of strange but anyway my point is is that if only people knew the severe money guilt that I have especially when it comes to clothing if only people knew how hard it was for me to buy new socks because I fucking needed them because my other socks had holes in them like me wearing the same socks since literally middle school because I was like I am not worth buying brand new socks for myself if only people had knew that before making these comments towards me because quite frankly I get it a lot of youtubers do do that where they'll post videos and they're like "Mm, getting rid of my old closet buying a brand new closet and then it's all like a tax business expense because they're buying new clothing and they're posting it in a video so it's like all a business expense for them and um yeah is that eco-friendly is that very conscious to the environment no and that's not what I was doing but I understand why people are frustrated with people who do do that I completely get it and why they would assume that why would Nicole be any different however I just wish that more people who have money spending issues and guilt and everything I don't know I just wish I knew more people like that because I know some people have talked about this or like have commented on the TikTok that I made talking about money guilt and they're like I'm actually the opposite like my family grew up with not a lot of money and now I have money and my I have my own big girl job or whatever and now I spend too much because I never got that when I was little. So there's like two ends to the spectrum which is so interesting to hear about and I would I don't know, I would just like love to talk to more people about this whole topic because I don't, none of my friends can really relate to that. Um, At least I don't think. Maybe I should reach out to my friends and be like, hey, you have money guilt issues? You you spend too much, you spend too little? What's going on? 
let's talk about money because it is kind of like a taboo thing. I, I don't really talk about money with my friends, to be honest. Um, and we're all in such like different financial realms, you know, like I had some friends who were so fucking rich that they could decide if they want to ride the Mini Cooper or the Jeep. And, you know, I have friends from all different spectrums when it comes to money and a lot of my friends are still college students. But I think that would be interesting to, to talk to more people about, especially because money is such a taboo topic. I do really, really admire some YouTubers like Kelly Stamps, for example. She's very open about how much she makes from YouTube and how much she spends and how much she earns and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's awesome. I think that's really, really cool because it certainly makes me feel better and comforted even though we're not like in the same ballpark. Like that definitely makes me feel, I don't know, it, it's nice to, to not make this topic so taboo. And I think at least in the next few years it'll be a less taboo topic I like to think I think people are becoming more and more open especially people who are self-employed are becoming more open about how much they make um but I also understand why people do want to be conservative about how much money they make because um well that can get tricky and also I think a lot of people have like legal obligations where they can't say how much they've earned from something but at least in like the whole YouTube space it is important that a lot of people are actually getting good money from their sponsorships or, you know, advocating for themselves because, okay, so this is something I learned about and I didn't know about before, but like, let's just say I have a sponsorship with Petco. I don't think Petco sponsors anyone. So I think that's okay to talk about. Let's say I get a sponsorship from Petco and Petco, uh, I say, hey, it's okay. You can pay me Let's just use like smaller numbers for this. It's okay. You can pay me $5 for this, you know, this brand deal. Like that's totally fine with me. You can totally pay me $5. No problem. Even though maybe my worth is $15. So because of my size of channel, I'm saying it's okay to pay me $5. That means that they will always be lowballing it to the people who are in my sphere. Meaning the next person who has around the same amount of views and subscribers and everything they will also be offering those people only $5. However, if I advocate for myself and I'm like, hey, no, I really think I'm actually worth $15. You should really be paying me $15. Then Petco will be more open and willing to pay other creators my size the $15 that they're actually worth. So it's so crucial and important that people are advocating for themselves and also talking about it because you'll find out that no one is paid the same, at least in this world. Like, I don't know how much my other YouTube friends are getting for brand deals or sponsorships. Like, I honestly have no idea. So I think that is something important to talk about with one another. Um, and I'm not just talking about YouTube, but also like in the workplace, um, because people find out, especially women, that they're getting paid so much less than their male counterparts. And I remember I was working at chipotle at the time who fuck gives a fuck i'm not calling it chipotle in this episode Chipotle's not gonna listen to this chipotle uh i it feels really weird to call it chipotle now to be honest it just is chipotle in my mind i was in chipotle and we had a manager from another store it was like having a substitute teacher <laughs> like sometimes if a bunch of managers were away at like a conference meeting or something were to happen we would have managers from different stores come in and it literally felt like having a substitute teacher but i remember we were all talking about how much we get paid and i had a bit of a different position at the time i was a takeout manager i don't know if that's still a thing now but i was basically in charge of caterings and takeout like i was trained in that field and I was paid a few extra bucks I think in total I was getting paid by the end when I when I quit I was getting paid ten dollars and ten cents but I think the starting number was like 
$9, I want to say. And then it grew, like I got like a 50 cent raise and I thought that was like amazing. Was that what it was? Jesus. 10-10, I think that was it. God, I don't know why. It just felt like so much more back then. I think they raised a lot of people's to $12 eventually, but I was not getting that $12 when I quit. But anyway, I was getting a little bit of a raise at the time. And like, I remember how angry my coworkers were. And then other coworkers were finding out like, hey, I'm not getting paid that much. Like, why are you getting paid that much? We're in the same like position. Like, why are you getting... And it, I remember the manager looking at us and they're like, you can actually get fired for talking about how much you're getting paid. And then I remember quitting and hearing later on that it's not illegal, nor is it a fireable offense to talk about how much you're getting paid. I don't really know what the truth is, to be completely honest. However, I think it is important to know how much your coworkers are getting paid, especially if you're doing the same exact thing. Um, and, you know, obviously, if you're like a freelance worker or an artist or something, then it might be a little bit different because, you know, you're setting your own wages and everything. But I think it's so important to actually be expecting and asking for what you're worth. This turned into a little bit more of a financial advising type of video than I ex- or podcast than I expected. I would like to make one of those videos in the future, like how I made money when I was young, how I was able to make, like, for example, uh, Best Dress did a video called, like, How I Make That Bread or something like that, um, and I would love to make one of those videos because I love watching them, but I don't think I'm there yet, to be honest, and to be giving advice to people. I don't think I'm there just quite yet just because I clearly still have my own issues to, sorry, my pop filter came off, so maybe she sounded a little bit weird there, but I don't think I'm there yet to talk and give my advice about because clearly I'm still working through massive guilt issues when it comes to money. So it, it also isn't very relatable of me to be talking about my job as a content creator, influencer, whatever you want to call it, because it's not, you know, an average job or something that you can apply for and get overnight. So I don't know if my advice would be very, very good. And I'm also still learning and I'm starting a retirement fund, um, which I previously did not believe in because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to live to be that old. Like, what if I want to use that money now? But I am starting a retirement fund. So go me, I guess. Now I have to live till I'm older. I, I'm losing my money. Like, it's just going into this little account that I will never see again if I die young. So hopefully I don't die young. That would suck. Um, and also... I am, you know, investing and being a little a little finance bro. So I'm still learning all about this kind of stuff, but if that's something that you guys would be interested in, maybe in a few months time or a year or however long until I get the hang of things, maybe I could give some um, advice for my fellow people who are not very financially, uh, what's the word? How am I? I'm not very, inept means that you're stupid, right? <laughs> financially um, challenged. No, I don't like that. Financially, just finance, lack of financial knowledge. Okay, let's just use that because that, that's the best way to describe me. I have a lack of financial knowledge. I have enough because I took a class on it. I have enough to understand it, not enough to really apply it. And I'm in the process of learning more because it's so important. And if you you guys are in college or starting college or whatever the case may be, highly, highly recommend taking a class on this. Like I took a class, I believe it was called Investing for Your Future. And it was about stocks and investing. And it was a little bit of math, but nothing that I couldn't do, which tells you a whole lot. I ended the class with an A, but that might just be because the class got moved on to Zoom because of COVID. It might be that. However, I did learn a shit ton 
from this professor and he was a financial advisor and he just said that, you know, I'm an alumni and I want to teach my students what I wish that they knew because too many people are not knowledgeable enough on their finances and I would love to educate more people on it. So he's like, I don't do this for money. Fuck, like I manage millionaires. Like this is not my primary source of income, which is awesome that he's just so passionate that he wants to teach other people about it. So if you are able to take a class like that, if your school offers it, take it or even... uh, I don't know, maybe Skillshare might have some. I'll actually look into that. Um, But I'm sure that there's some things out there and, you know, it almost seems like secrets because while I'm on on these phone calls, they can't reveal all these secrets to me. Like I'll ask a question. They're like, I can't give all of my secrets out. And I'm like, all right, all right, I'll just Google it. (laughs) But yeah, so if you guys are able to take something like that, I think it's so important to be, ah, financial literate. If I, financial literacy. Yes, I think that's the correct term for it. So highly recommend that. And yes, because I want you all to be a little bit more knowledgeable. And I think knowledge is actually helping me be, feel less guilty, to be completely honest, because I'm like, well, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing with my money. And a financial advisor approves of this and thinks that I'm making a smart decision. And I'm also making a smart decision for myself. And I think that's what's most important. And honestly, if the people in your life are giving you the advice, I hate it when people are like, if you guys just didn't get coffee every single day, then you guys would be a lot richer and you guys could afford a better apartment. No, no, no. Get that fucking coffee. The coffee is not going to make you broke. What makes you broke is people not getting paid enough at their jobs, the minimum wage not being a livable age, and also shit happening in life. People being in debt, crazy, crazy debt, health debt, uh, college debt, all this kind of stuff. That's what puts people at a disadvantage, not getting a coffee every fucking day. And that kind of guilt mindset, it it actually prevented me from, I guess, uh, treating myself because I learned that too from a young age. Like, well, if you just didn't get coffee once a day and then I established that with, oh, well, if I just didn't buy groceries once a week, then I might have a little bit more money, which is so far from the fucking truth. And yeah, guys, please buy groceries. Please buy your necessities. Do what you need to do to live. If you're able to, please do it. Uh, don't hold yourself back like I am because I'm really trying to unlearn that because it's not healthy shit sucks. It doesn't feel good. And yeah, I'm like staring at the corner of my room right now and I'm just saying to myself, wow, it'd be so fucking nice to have a window there. Like it would be really, really cool. And now I'm high key considering asking my parents if we could just rip a hole through the wall and make myself a window because I think it would look so nice. Like that's the kind of stuff I have no issue saying, let's make a window. I will give money for that. Like I will literally give you guys money to be able to like install the window, like buy the window and everything. Like I have no issue paying for that, but I have issue buying myself groceries, a meal. What is wrong with me? However, I really do like the idea of a window being there. Um, yeah, I'm going to ask them. I think it would look nice. I also am probably going to move out sometime in the future. I don't know how close that future is, but one day. Anyway, I think that's all I'm going to say today in this podcast episode because we rambled a little bit. We didn't stay on the topic the whole time, but I hope that you guys enjoyed this conversation with myself because I think I needed to have it with myself and I think maybe some of you guys also need that reminder, okay? I love you lots. I hope you're doing okay. Stay safe, stay healthy, get your vaccine if you can, and stay sexy. Well, maybe that's a little bit weird. Mm, Let me not say that. Too many YouTubers getting into fucking scandals for being creepy. Let me not say that. 
Stay you, okay? I love you lots. Bye-bye.